You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilson, and today we have David Allen from Getting Things Done. I'm really excited to to talk to him today. The Art of Stress-Free Productivity is uh, his second release of the book that came out recently. It is a book that I probably read close to 10 years ago. I know it's been out since uh, around 2002. And what I appreciate most about David is he is not someone, even though his book is called Getting Things Done, he doesn't just want to get things done for the sake of, well, getting things done. He wants to go out and have fun And he recently moved to Amsterdam, which we just started chatting about offline. So, David, welcome. Excited to have you. Hey, Matt. Delighted to be here. Thanks for the invitation. No, you're you're very welcome. And uh, you have a very interesting, unique approach. I know that you've called getting things done uh, a martial art or or it's often been related to Zen, uh, something that I have an interest in. Um, And... You know, you're you're all about giving yourself freedom and, and your practitioners freedom. So that's uh, yeah, that's that's really great. I, I'd love to actually kind of start off when you started uh, by asking when you started becoming interested in uh, giving yourself more time. My first job, Matt. Uh, I had 35 by the time I was 35. My first job at age five was a magician in Palestine, Texas, on the sidewalk, I was doing magic tricks for five cents, right? Wow. So, so from age five, I said, wait a minute, there's an invisible thing, but if I could get a hold of that, that'd be way wicked cool. And I could make a lot of stuff happen with a lot less energy since I'm the laziest person you have ever met or will ever meet in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, how do I make things happen with as little effort as possible? And the most elegant things happen. So that's been essentially a driver. I didn't, I couldn't have told you that at age five or even at age 25, but now at age 73, almost, I can tell you that's been pretty much my driver. Beautiful, beautiful. And, um, so you started, you started getting into, to martial arts. I saw that you have a, a black belt and, uh, you started relating yeah. your, it <clears throat> seems like you really lived that, uh, you integrated that into your lifestyle, it, it seems like. I'm not sure. Tell me. Well, there's a, you know, if you're a Zen kind of guy that you indicated you might be, you know, there's a whole idea of kind of less is more. And so the more simple you can make whatever you're doing, you know, as Oliver Wendell Holmes elegantly said, you know, I would not give a fig for the simplicity on this side of complexity, but I give my life for the simplicity on the other side of complexity. So if you could get life as simple as possible, I think Coltrane said that or somebody else said that too. It's like the, that's the real elegance. How do you get stuff, this stuff down so that you've, you've got minimal distraction, engagement, involvement in the things that don't matter that much, but that you're still engaged in so that you can then stay engaged with and connected to the things that matter a whole lot more, the more subtle levels. So that's, you know, I couldn't have said that when I was 25, even 35 probably. But I can say that now, understanding that. So, you know, I, I, I fell in love with clear space, both my spiritual practices as well as the martial arts, how practical it was to actually clear your head. 
you know, no matter what you were doing. You know? no, and I, so being being able to be present with whatever you were doing, and that's the, really the secret to GTD. As you as you said in the pre- preamble here, it's, it, it's not so much about getting any busier. It's really about appropriately engaging with your life so that you're present with your cat, you're present with writing the proposal, you're present with a difficult conversation, you're present with having a glass of wine, you're present with taking a nap. So that you're doing all of those because that's the thing to do. But boy, that's tricky business given how complex most people's lives are these days. <laughs> that is That is absolutely... Right, and I know that's why you re-released the book because you wanted it to keep up with the times and and use today's tools. And, and so I'm curious. I mean, it is basically an epidemic now that people can't be present with what they are doing because they're too worried about work. So uh, maybe I mean, I'd love to just just to hear your no, take the, the on that. Part. Come on, Matt. The bigger worry is FOMO. Sure. Fear. Yeah. You know, come on. Oh, I don't want to miss that thing. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't want to miss any. You know, uh, so sure. You know, why not? You know, I, you know, th- th- they're probably no different back in the West, you know, when Indians did smoke signals. Oh, my God, there's a smoke signal over there. What's happening? Oh, my God. You know, you know, or bulletin boards in the laundromat, you know, in the 1950s. You know, come on. So there's, there's always this kind of, well, what's going on in the world out there and why do I need to know or am I interested in that, um, you know, et cetera. So there's nothing new in terms of the potential distractions in the world. What's new is how many distractions there are, how ubiquitous they are, how much in your face they are. So how much more important it is that you stay focused on what you're doing. Right. Uh, how do you deal with FOMO? Um, Get seventy three. Okay, <laughs> maybe you've done it all. Miss out on what? <laughs> sure. On. You know, I've 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 done a I've done a whole lot. You know, I've been had a quite a full life. So there's not not much that I feel like I'm missing out on. If somebody let me know there was something new out there, if you told me there was something as new as the word processor was, or as or as spreadsheets were, I go, I'd pay real attention to that. But frankly. Not much has happened since then. Wow. With, with, Except speed, speed and volume is, is the only thing that's really improved with the internet and with all the gadgets and all the gizmos and all the apps and all that other stuff. Like, what's new? But they help, they help me think differently. Right. Right. Think, you could think differently with a spreadsheet and, and relational database. You could think differently with a word processor. So tell me anything that's helped you think differently. Since either one of those, hmm, that's Z- zero. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Uh, we're we're getting deep very quickly, and I would love <laughs> I would love to ask, how can our young people listening feel that when they're seventy three that they've lived a full life? Uh, have an idea of what full life might mean for you as soon as you can and write it down, picture it, create a treasure map, write an ideal scene. You know, don't avoid seeing yourself doing stuff that's a fantasy. You know, embarrass yourself in your own head. As a good friend of mine said many years ago, don't, you know, why lose in your own fantasy, in your own, you know, thinking nobody else is looking. You know, so, you know, have the biggest fantasies you can. And then don't be too disappointed when they don't happen immediately. Just hold them in there. 
So learning how to manage, you know, where do you, what might you want to be? And not just what do you want to have, the red Porsches, the big house, or the, uh, the you know, I want to be the, the next software billionaire or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. What would you like to be experiencing? I want a sense of fulfillment. I want a sense of, of expression. I want a sense of freedom. I want a sense of, you know, that I'm making an impact in the world. I want a sense that I'm, you know, um, I'm, I'm a, a powerfully impactful person, you know, with people I engage with. Th those are the kinds of things. That, so there's external, you know, physical things. Sure, why not? You know, go ahead and dream. You know, imagine those kind of things. That's fine. Uh, but also, also, you know, hold the internal pictures that you want for yourself in terms of what do I want to be feeling and experiencing and, and how, how would I like to be? You know, the people, if your audience is the 21 to 35s, you know, there's probably more of a, a sensitivity about, hey, I want a quality of life, not so much a quantity of life. You know, that's, you know, tends to be part of the millennial or post-millennial, you know, sort of a, a value set. And that's great. So fine, focus on that and make sure those are really clear. And then look around you and don't, don't avoid engaging because it's not perfect yet. Perfection is the killer of creativity, right? So you need to make sure, hey, let me just find the best thing and just go for it. You know, it's like if you've ever tried to write anything, write a crappy first draft. That's the best way to start. Right, right. right. So, right. So, so pick whatever's around you that's the closest thing you can see that's going to potentially give you some of what you've maybe defined as your ideal scene or your ideal outcome and start going toward it. You may never get to that. You know, I don't think I've ever gotten to any of the original goals I ever set. I just started to move toward those goals, got halfway there, and then looked around to the left and went, oh, my God, that's a better goal. <laughs> but, and so I, I took, I, so I took a left turn, never got the first goal, but I couldn't have seen the, the better one if I hadn't gone toward the first one. So you, you need to slide into life, if that makes sense. That's, that's amazing. <coughs> that, that's, that's fantastic advice. I, I, I like how you said about the fantasy and it's okay to keep that in your head. Nobody else is looking around up there, and you can. Keep no, you, you you have to be you have to you have to have the guts to embarrass yourself. Sure, sure. How, how do you how do you have the guts to keep moving towards something outrageous or outlandish that oh, that other people would just say, "Oh my God, like get a get a real job or grow up or that's never going to happen." How do you, how do you have the guts to go for that? Beats the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't know. You, I, I think you have to just at some point say, you know, I think there is something better out there than what I'm settling for. And sure. some part of you, some part of you has to be willing to jump off the end of the pier and the water may be too shallow or too deep, but you got to try. What if someone says, okay, I want to be a billionaire or I want to be a president of the United States. And most people would say, okay, kid, whatever. And uh, just totally brush them off. But how do you keep an idea in your head? And that doesn't mean, as you said, you, you might not be the president. You might go left or go right and, and find an, a different goal. But is there anything that people can do to kind of keep the dream alive? Sure. What's the next action? 
Okay. okay. If you had nothing else to do with that, I'm going to pay you six gazillion dollars to go be a billionaire or to go be the president or whatever. And you had nothing else to do right now, but that, where would you go? Who would you talk to? What website would you surf? What, what would you draft as a, as a document? What, what, what's next? So ground it into, okay, if I'm going to move toward that, uh, but the real key back there, Matt is, is, and this was big coaching I got for myself back in, you know, agony times of not knowing what I want to do in my life. You know, by the time you're 35, if you've had 35 jobs as I had, it's either consultant or flake, you know, so (laughs) I said, okay, I don't know what I want to do when I grew up, but somebody said, ask me what I wanted as an experience. And I, I sort of told them my fantasy and they said, well, how do you think you could get that in the short term? or at least have the experience of what that might be in the shorter term. And I looked around and said, oh, maybe doing this kind of thing. And so then I just picked the best thing I could. So, you know, you, you know it's like trying to, trying to walk the streets of New York. If you hesitate, you die, right? So, you know, you, you have to engage, you know. This is the old uh, uh, Top Gun, you know, Maverick, engage, engage, engage. <laughs> you got to get going. But find the, don't wait for the perfect picture to engage with. Find the best that you can. And yeah, yeah, you should do you know, some due diligence to make sure that you've made the best call given all the options you could potentially see. But a lot of that has to do with how much money do you have in the bank. Right, right. Uh, you, you've talked a lot about where your goals meet your actions, right? This is what we're, we're zeroing in on. It seems, and you've said that sometimes you sh- you don't need to focus so much on your goals. Just get with the action, and then other people are so busy taking action that they're they're so scattered that they're not moving in the direction of their goals. So, how do you right. identify what a person needs well, in life? You need to either control or perspective. Actually, you need both, but those are two different dynamics. You know, if you walk in and your kitchen's out of control and you got guests coming over in an hour, you know, then you probably need to be more concerned about getting control as opposed to why am I having guests? Sure. At some point, you might want to ask yourself, why am I having these people over for dinner? You know, and so those are two different dynamics. It's called, well, wait a minute. Uh, How do I get control? And control not meaning control the weather, control your kids, control your boss. Good luck. I'm talking about having something under control like your like your desk or your email or your head or your your car or whatever or a meeting so having things under control that's where you need to just identify what's out of control what do i need to do about it how do i organize a reminder about that how do i then you know step back and look at the gestalt of the thing and that's the five steps in gtd and you know that i described about how do you capture clarify organize reflect and engage that's how you get your kitchen under control is how you get your consciousness under control is how you get a company under control you go through those five steps so whether you need to get to do that or whether you need to say well wait a minute why the hell are we even having guests over for dinner why am we even have this company and that's the perspective game and that's where in gtd we identified the six horizons of your commitments you know Purpose is the top level. Why are you here? What's the primary purpose or attention or driver? And then you have the next level. What's the vision of that being done successfully? Then you have the next level called what are the things you need to accomplish to make the vision happen? Then you have the next level. What are all the things you need to maintain at some level of quality standard so that you can move toward that? Then you have the next level called what are all the things you need to finish about any of that? 
And you have the next level called what are the activities you need to do. I couldn't get it any simpler than that. What GTD did was describe those behaviors. Do you need more perspective? Which conversation do you need to have with your life partner or with your staff or with your startup group or whatever? Right? Where are we going? Is that the conversation? Or do you said, hey, well, we decided where we're going. Who's doing what? Now you got a control factor that you need to bring in or you need to come to a different horizon. So there's, you know, I couldn't get it any, I'd love to give you a simple silver, silver bullet about all that. There isn't one. <laughs> now that, that makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm curious for people out there, okay, you have the FOMO, especially in this age group, especially the millennials, but uh, I deal with overwhelm quite a bit. When I have my, you know, I use a capture list as, as you uh, recommend and I start putting things down on the capture list and then, you know, eventually transitioning the things to, to my calendar as, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly describing getting things done here, but eventually they get to my calendar and I start looking at things and it's like, oh God, which, which do I do first? I got to priority, prioritize, I got to delegate, I got to hack some of these things off. And within a matter of seconds, I can feel very overwhelmed. And I know a lot of other people who feel the same way, especially because all you got all that going on in your head and then you've got your phone buzzing and the messages coming in and all of, all of that nonsense. So why do you feel why do you feel overwhelmed? The world's not look out look outside right now wherever you're you're in Bali, just look yeah. outside. It's not confused. No, it's only your relationship with. It. Sure, it's fine. It's not overwhelmed. So what's the issue? The issue is that you're afraid that whatever you decide to do is not the right thing to do. Because you can only do one thing at a time. So I'm sorry, Matt. Half empty, half full. Is is talking to me right now that the, the best thing you need to do, given your destiny on the, as a human spirit on the planet, or not? If you're not sure, then your brain's been somewhere else besides our conversation. Right. That. Uh, so it's all it's it's all of that. Just look, just get it all out of your head. Take a look at all of it and go. This is what I need to do now, given all the options. Come on, you don't freak out when you go into a huge grocery store. Think of all the options there, you, but how cool is that? Look at how many things you could choose from. So you make sure you have a nice dinner tonight. So look at all the stuff you've written down and say, okay, which one do I want to do right now? So you have a nice dinner tonight. Simple as that. It is. And what if I do freak out when I go into a big grocery store and wish I had gone to a smaller one? Because that does happen. <laughs> then go to a smaller one. You know, nobody, there, there was, nobody forced you into the big one. No. <laughs> I, I mainly get my groceries delivered online when I can, because that's, that's a lot to deal with sometimes. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 just, I don't want to make sure? light, light of what you're saying. No, no, it, of it course. Is I mean, it's fun. Most people just have way, way overcommitted, much more than they realize internally. And most people are using their head as their office and it's a shitty office. So, you know, if you're trying to keep track of, as soon as you have, I need cat food in your mind twice, you, you're inappropriately engaged with your cat. So right. my, my whole thing, I need cat food, write it on a friggin' poster on the fridge. So whoever goes to the store next gets cat food, then it's off your mind. Otherwise it'll wake you up at three o'clock in the morning. And go, oh shit, I need cat food. No, come on, grow up.
And yep. so most people are trying to use an internal process in their head, and your head's just a crappy office. It, it did not evolve to remember, remind, prioritize, or manage relationships uh, between more than four things. That's it. So that's, that's been proven now by cognitive science in the last 10 years. And four things. That's it, guys. Anybody trying to keep track of any more than four, you're going to be driven by latest and loudest. Good luck. Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's no way to live. Uh, and once you get this stuff dialed in, right, and people can go and, and read the book, learn more about the five steps, because, uh, yeah, I'm, en I'm enjoying our conversation a as it is rather than having you list off stuff you said on, every, you know, on, on all the podcasts that can be found easily for people. But once you get into that place of presence, uh, or, or let me just ask you that, so everything's written down, scheduled, then how do you stay present and train your mind to maybe be creative or feel free or just have a little fun or, or just focus on one task at a time? Yes. So you just focus on one thing and that's all there is to it. If something else pops in that, that I can't do in the moment, that I just want to park it in the appropriate place. So I just pay attention to what has my attention. So what may have my attention is taking a nap. What may have my attention is, is, is improving or blasting. I'm thinking I'm going to just got a, I've got an acrylic painting in front of me that I've been working on for weeks and it's just not it. I'm thinking, I just want to paint it over again. I'm just going <laughs> to blank it out. So I can't decide that yet, but I'm still staring at it, but that's okay. That's just, that's just what's there. So I just pay attention to what has my attention and then decide, okay, what do I need to do to get myself more present than I may currently be? And so you don't have to go very far to say, well, what's got your attention? Cat food, the painting, uh, uh, somebody you need to hire, uh, whether you want to get divorced or not, you know, come on, what's got your attention? All you got to do is recognize that, identify it. That's the capture process. Then clarify what exactly is there an outcome I'm trying to create about this or am I committed to complete about this? And if so, what's the very next action I need to take? You know, if there was one and that that's, that's the process. That's how you get clear. That's how you get clear. So you don't have to go far. Just notice what's what's still unclear. What's not on cruise control in your life right now? That's that's beautiful, and I like how if something pops up in your system, you know, as you've you've said, uh, your mind is not for store. You know, for not uh, not for storing things. So for having down. ideas, not for holding them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So when you come across something in your life, whether it's an email or I got a text message from a friend that I'd been meaning to return, and he texted me again, and I said, "Well, I'm gonna talk to David Allen in in ten minutes." And then I realized I remembered your rule of if it takes less than five minutes to do. Just do two it. Minutes. Two minutes. Excuse me. Two minutes to do, then just do it. And I said yes. This would take up more cognitive space to have to think about this or write this down or, or you know, the thing in the back of your head just pops up another ten times. So I said just 
write the damn guy back. And, you know, I, I got it. I got it done. I really, I really appreciate that. And that seems to be the approach to life that you take. If, if the acrylic painting is, has your attention, then you deal with the acrylic painting for a moment. If it doesn't, or you just let it sit and say, I'm willing to let that sit. See, that's why there's a someday maybe list, you know, which is one part of the model. Hey, what are the things you might want to do? Just not quite right now. Just make sure you park it somewhere or park some trigger so you don't forget it forever. Sure. And how often do you come back to your someday maybe list? Yeah, ideally every week in the weekly review, as you may know, in the you know our model, the weekly review is really a core element to making sure that you stay really clear in your life. Is once a week you need to kind of catch up and pull up the rear guard with all the stuff that's happened and where you are, and look at all your lists and look at all your commitments, etc. So the someday maybe list I don't look at necessarily every week, but every two or three or four weeks I do. You say any any of that I need to activate that yet? You know, take a balloon ride. That's on my that's been on my list for about five years. You know, but so what? I just go, yeah, be cool. And it just kind of keeps me tuned up in a sort of minor way. So I notice balloon rides that go on <laughs> places <laughs> that I might want to do that. But it's kind of like a restaurant list or a wine list or a movie list or whatever, that, a, a book list of things you, you've heard about that you might want to do or might want to go check out. Yeah. Right. And, but and I, but th those are not in my head. They're in my you know, I use Evernote for keeping a lot of those lists of cool movies I might want to see again, the things people have reminded me that I might want to see. You know, that's really cool. And, you know, I've got restaurant. I've got a list of every single restaurant I've ever been to around the world, and that's a lot of them, you know, in my many years that I might ever want to go back to if I go back to Bulgaria, if I go back to, you know, to, to Georgia, if I go back to Moscow, or if I go back to Oslo, you know. So, but those are not things I have to do anything about. They're just things that are available to me as options. So essentially all this external stuff are options because you can only do one thing at a time right now. I mean, the world may end in five minutes, Matt, you know, and you and I are gone, you know, so everything else that's been on your list is like, well, you didn't get to them, <laughs> dude, you know, uh, so it's all about, okay, what shelf are they on? How often do I want to see them? So I feel comfortable about taking a nap or going to that restaurant or deciding to go on this trip or to do whatever I need to do. It's kind of a duh thing. That, you know, a lot of this, now that I actually speak to you in person, <laughs> a lot of it is, is a duh thing as you just described it. It's very, I mean, Zen, right? We talked about Zen, sim the simplification of life. I mean, it's very, Simple. It's very duh. At the end of the day, you're just reducing everything to its most basic form. It seems. Yeah, but uh, again, that's a simplicity that's uh, quite sophisticated. <laughs> sure, sure. There, there are a lot of rules for, and a lot of training for Zen monks, uh, as I, as I understand. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, David, moving to Amsterdam was on your someday maybe list. Forever. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear well, about how you finally decided actually, to do it. Moving to Europe was kind of on our Sunday maybe list. Actually, okay. just moving outside the U.S. was on a Sunday maybe list. We didn't know exactly where we wanted to go or when or how or how we might want to do that. But Catherine and I don't have kids. And we saw people a little older than us getting a little more sedentary in their lives. And we thought we would feel comfortable doing. Still wanted a little adventure. She's 
God, she's 59 now, I'm 72. And so we said, come on, let's throw a dart, you know, keep yourselves alive and well. So we wanted to move. And, and we figured Europe was probably better because my business, I'm still doing, you know, we're still both quite engaged in the GTD trainings and our partnerships and our licensees around the world that are delivering our trainings and our coaching. So we're still highly engaged in our work. But, um, and we'd, we'd, we'd been to Amsterdam two or three times. We'd fallen in love with the city. It's a lot cheaper than London. It's warmer than Stockholm. Uh, and, you know, it's an eye candy city. It's a destination place these days. And, and now, my God, I guess we were intuitive. You know, it's, it's such an island, uh, an oasis of global, you know, and, and open thinking as opposed to most of the rest of the world, what's going on. So we just had an intu intuition. This was the place to come. So we just kind of threw a dart and said, okay, what the hell? Let's, let's just move to Amsterdam. Beautiful. That's, that's, that's great. And I'm, I'm curious What's on your someday maybe list uh, besides hot air balloon rides? Bali. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, not much else. Been a whole lot of stuff I've you know with that we've always done. I, I you know I think writing maybe my, my memoirs got kind of an interesting life uh, that might might be good to just kind of get out of my head and get that out there in case anybody might find value in that. Um. Oh. Not much else. There are not a lot of places. New, we haven't been to New Zealand yet. Haven't been to Iceland yet. Um, there are a couple of places in the world we might like to see just because of the beauty and interest you know, of that. Uh, but, you know, pretty ordinary, simple life now. I mean, we, you know, we walk our dog. We live in a fabulous place. Quality of life in Amsterdam is just wonderful, very much to our taking and our, our liking. So, um, just relaxing, you know, having a good time. That that sounds great. And uh, yeah, I've heard so many good things about Amsterdam. I've never been personally. Oh, but it's a terrible place. <laughs> right, don't come. attract Everybody anybody else. Stay away. You never want to, don't, don't come. It's, you know, this is one of those, you know, now the, the popular thing is how many how many tourist cities, you know, are, are tired of their tourists. <laughs> yeah. They're screwing up the quality of the life in the, in the city, and Amsterdam is one of those. So, anyway, but it's fine. We live kind of outside the center, so we're not bothered by that. No, that that's great. I own a, a travel company actually called Under Thirty Experiences, and uh, we don't go to Amsterdam, but we do go to both Iceland and New Zealand. So, if you ever need any tips or pointers in the right direction, if you go to cross those uh, off your or Bali, we we. Come here too. That's why I'm here. So if you ever need any oh. tips to cross it off that uh, that list, let me know. Thanks, Matt. That's no, you, you're you're very welcome. Um, you know, before before we start to to bring things to a close, um, I, I really just wanted to to ask you. Um, hang on one second. My my screen back to my notes was toggling. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you. For people, this is a more of a getting things done specific uh, mm -hmm. question, but for people who have time or who have trouble doing the weekly review, you've probably answered this lots of different places, but for someone who it becomes, you know, oh, I wanted to do it Sunday night, but I can't just, I'd rather watch football or I'd rather, you know, whatever, whatever you do on Sunday night, read a book, or I'd rather it be the weekend and then Monday morning comes and 
well, here comes the pile of stuff that you're supposed to be doing. You don't know where to start. It's hard to take those that time on your Monday morning. Friday didn't work because you worked too late or something like that. What What do you tell those people? Uh, how long have you ever gone without a shower? <laughs> well, I won't answer that, but uh, I like to shower once or twice a day. Yeah. So it's the same thing. How long will you go? That, there's nothing right or wrong with any of that. It's called how long will you go with unprocessed, unclarified, unorganized stuff that is encroaching on your consciousness? Because I only do any of this stuff for the same reason I brush my teeth or take a shower is, is because if I don't, the scuzz factor just gets too high. So when is your scuzz factor too high? Right. At some, at some point, you will have to clean up. But that's quite individuals to when that is for you. It's just most people, the most highly productive people, don't let that scuzz factor get too big. Well, uh, as Steve Jobs famously didn't shower for days at a time because he was busy being brilliant and uh, his his employees certainly did not appreciate it, but he <laughs> he, he did all right. So yeah. that's great. Yeah, you, you know, you really just have this Zen way about you, David. I appreciate it. Well, they came up with the same conclusions I did, so I didn't study Zen. But though I read Suzuki and Alan Watts and all that, you know, by even in high school, so I loved the aesthetic of it. But yeah, we just all came to the same conclusions. Sure, sure, and that's a, a lot of uh, what spirituality is all about. There's all these books, all these different ways to get to the same place i mean whatever whatever you're doing if i mean i'm sure people have called getting things done a cult uh, i joke but having a mind like water i mean you you have a very calming effect just to speak with you oh well, good well thanks that's nice to know no you're, but come you're on, very but, welcome but the, but the truth is the truth you know i don't have a lock on it nor do you sure sure that's that's great uh David, as we bring this thing to a close, if you were out there, wanted to do, if you were going to do it all over again, and uh, you were between the ages of 21 and 35, what would you offer the young people as one piece of advice? Um, pay attention to what, to the still small voice inside of you that has some sort of a dream or some sort of a vision of what you think you would need to do so that you would really show up on the planet like you want to. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, again, David Allen, the book is getting things done. The art of stress-free productivity. I really enjoy the podcast. There's a few years now of content on there that, is extremely helpful for someone trying to follow getting things done. Uh, where can people reach out to you, be part of your community, and get involved with what you're doing? Just check out gettingthingsdone.com. You'll see a lot of ways to play. There's a free newsletter. We have a summit coming up. We're going to do in Amsterdam, a global summit, probably you know once in a lifetime kind of an event next year in Amsterdam in June. Stay tuned. Get involved. You know so. Go check it out. Surf around. We have we're doing public trainings as well as in-house trainings and coachings all over the world now. So if you 
if you're wherever you are in the world, you can check our global partners on our website and see who's doing trainings in, in your area if you want to do a deeper dive. And obviously, the new revised edition of Getting Things Done is kind of the manual of all this. So if you haven't read it yet or don't have it, you know, that's a good place to start. Excellent. Thanks, David. Yep, really appreciate it. It was, was really a pleasure to talk to you today. Mine, Matt. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah. Listeners, it's Matt Wilson coming to you after celebrating the sixth birthday of our incredible travel company, Under 30 Experiences, up there in Austin, Texas. I'm back here in Costa Rica, and I have a resolution for you guys. What we've done with Under 30 that's gone so, so phenomenally well and made what looks like an overnight success here that's actually taken tons of hard work and lots of relationship building and tons of heart and effort and passion put into what we do every single day. What we've done best is build community. And I want to build community around the Live Different podcast. I want to design a place where you can come and get support, talk about living the best possible life that you can when it comes to the topics of travel, health, performance, business, all the things that we talk about on the Live Different podcast. And I want to be able to support you guys. And moreover, I want to have the guests be able to participate in that, for you to be able to ask them questions, for you to be able to interact, for you to be part of a group of like-minded people. So what I'm going to ask today is that you send me an email if you were listening to this, matt at under30experiences.com, and we are going to start a super secret Facebook group as well as email list. So if you want in, email me directly and say that, yes, I want to be part of this super secret program. This is free, by the way. This is just a way to build community around what we do at the Live Different Podcast. Please send me an email, madden30experiences.com. I will respond. I will get back to you. I will add you to this new group and to this email list so you can get insider access to all the people that we have on the show. Uh, as well as to the community. So thank you guys very much. I really want to bring this to the next level. Looking forward to hearing from you.